Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Wayne Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. That's Joey Pyburn, Matt Nelson running the board who just spoke to Brandon Mason of Olson's Mason's Resort. Now, the, the, the fish out there, that's not the problem, okay? The weather and the waves may be one problem, and the ice and snow on the road may be another problem, but I think Brandon may have the docks in right now. There's... There, there's a couple challenges right now. Brandon Mason, good morning. Welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? Morning, man. Good, guys. Morning, everybody. How are you? Good. Yeah. So, are you ready for uh, for the hordes to show up out there? <laughs> well, we are trying. The Mother Nature's been kind of giving us a heck of a go around right now. That just like Tom was saying, the waves and the wind and the snow and the ice and yeah, it's, this has been one of the most trying springs in the nine years I've been here. So we're 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 pushing along. It's it's slow going, but we're getting stuff finally starting to get docks put in the water and everything. Well, it, it may not be as busy out there for this opener, um, you know, because of the weather, and, and a lot of guys may not risk uh, traveling out there with their boats. So we may get a little bit of a break, and, 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 you know, once we get a little nicer weather, obviously, it's going to be busy as heck out there. Um, what are you expecting for the fishing? Is it, is, I mean, it's probably going to be like last year. It's going to be lights out, right? Yeah, I, I, it's been really good the last couple of years, lights out. Uh, looking at the weather, Wednesday, Thursday looks pretty fishable. Um, I, I know we're supposed to get some more snow tonight, so that just kind of slows down the process of getting the whole marina put together. But yeah, I'll have I'll have docks in. Um, I won't be as far as I wanted to be, but yeah, fishing's going to be probably really really good if we can all get out there and, and do some fishing for sure. You know, and typically it's one if by land, two if by sea, right? And, you know, and I've I've run my boat out there a couple times, and you know, with this forecast, that's just not an option right now. And the the, the problem with trailering out there with the snow and the forecast, doggone it, man! You, you get you, you get west of Lake Crescent, you start heading up that that road to Sappho, man. That's that's kind of a that that can be black ice in there, and and, and with snow. On either side of the forecast, I mean, dude, you know, I the last two years we've been rolling out there in February, really haven't had much of a problem. But this year, this year is going to be a little bit more, a little bit more of a challenge. But like, but like you said, I mean, you have two different fisheries going on out there. In, in, in my opinion, you have the 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 sub the juveniles, not 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 even sublegals, but you've got a lot of juvenile Chinook heading out from Puget Sound and the Straits of Georgia, Canadian waters, they're heading out to the ocean. But at the same time, Brandon Mason, you have the first fresh wave of true adults that are starting to come in, and that's really why people are rolling out there to CQ is to get in on some of those. Yeah, you're going to get some blackmouth, but doggone it, you you have a chance to get some really nice early spring fish out there. That's exactly right. Um, Yeah, it's 
it's not uncommon to see on the opener to see some upper teen fish instead of these seven, eight, nine pound fish. So, yeah, it's we, we could see springers right off the get go. It'll be interesting to see what we see right here off the off the get go. We'll have a lot more intel after the first day or two of the opener. Yeah, it's it's where we always kind of see that first, you know. 15 to 18 pound Chinook caught and those are all springs those are early fish and you know you know it when you cut them man they are unreal well we've seen coated wire tag recovery data that shows Columbia River springers entering the catch and CQ obviously you see Salduck springers entering the catch and CQ you see you know deep south sound and Skagit River springers entering the catch and CQ dude look what's going on in Canada right now Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the southern tip of Vancouver Island right now, Sook and all that kind of stuff. Dude, when when weather's permitting, they can get out. But the, but, but the nice thing, Brandon, about what you got going on there at their CQ is you don't have to run to the fish, man. Once, you, once you're once right. you at CQ, you've done all your traveling, Brandon Mason. You're there. Yep. You're, yep, you're right in it. You're exactly right. You just go right around the jetty and put your lines in the water, and you're, you're off and fishing. You, you really don't have to go very far. Um, you can go to the west just a little bit, or you can go to the east. It's just you're you're right in them, exactly. So, so I get a bunch of questions, Brandon, from guys just wondering, like, can they reserve a slip? Um, you know, can they can they call out there and reserve a slip and have a spot? Uh, can they get you know moorage for the next month and a half? What how how does that work? So so what we're doing is if you're just coming out for a, a day or two. Uh, we just tell you to show up and for the most part, we're going to have plenty of room for everybody. Uh, the guys that are going to more monthly, we will take reservations doing that and have you pay up front. But yeah, I try to, I try to get all these docs in here in the next week and I shouldn't have any troubles with, uh, getting everybody on the docks for, for mortgage. I have never ran into that trouble this early on. So we'll, keep my fingers crossed that I always have plenty of room for everybody to, to moor their boats on the docks. So I just don't see it uh, being a problem right off the get go. Uh, starting here on the 11th, we'll start getting a lot more busy just because then we'll have black mouth fishing and then we'll have uh, lings and sea bass opening up on, on March 11th as well for deep water. And that tends to start, seeing a lot more people show up. Now, we were talking yesterday, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It, so if if I come out on the opener and we bang out our limit quickly, which I'm hoping we do. <laughs> I'm hoping you do too. Um, and then can we run up, did, is it west of the CQ and still catch sea bass? Correct. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, so, yeah, then you can get your seven sea bass yeah. from the CQ River. All the way to Tatoosh, gotcha. uh, sea bass fishing's open year round in what they call 4B. So, yeah, there's there'll be some good fishing for sure. Yeah, sea bass because it's it's been untouched for quite a while now. And and the thing of it is, you can get some big black bass during that time too. And, and they're dude, the day you catch them, they're phenomenal table fish. Well, and you they're can amazing. also probably. Tie into a couple nice lingcod, and you have to you release them. them but yeah. I mean, that's fine with me. Oh, yeah. I, we we catch and release a ton of those things, anyways. Sure. You know, kind of shopping for the right size. So, yeah, that's that's a great option for guys if you're out there uh, and you you limit out quick on salmon. 
you probably got to take your salmon back to the dock. You do. You can't. And you correct. can't have them on board, and then you can run out and uh, and get your your sea bass. Yeah, that's that's absolutely correct, Joe. You cannot have bottom fish on board while you're fishing for salmon in area five, which is CQ. You yep. cannot have salmon on board while you're bottom fishing in area four. So that would be absolutely my plan. And Brandon, you've you've seen it too. Is guys get out, get their salmon, come back to the dock, ice them, and then roll back out for their bottom fish. Yep, exactly. And and uh, yeah, just like you guys said, either either or when you're going from five to four or area four to five, yep, you you just got to make sure that you get your wits with you and you don't have sea bass on your boat when you're in five and you don't have salmon in area four. So, yep, exactly right. He's Brandon. Excuse me. He's Brandon Mason. Oh, uh, he's got a good Facebook page too that talks about Blackmouth reservations. So give um, Mason's Olson's Resort a follow on Facebook or log on to Olson's-Resort.com. And uh, dude, good luck. Uh, I hope you get things put together. I hope the weather moderates a little bit, and we hope to see you out CQ soon, buddy. I'll see you on Tuesday. Okay. All right. We'll we'll see you Tuesday. We'll see you pretty soon, man, right. Tom. You All guys right. take care. Drive safe. Thank Thanks. you. Later, Brandon. Thanks, Brandon Mason. Talk to you soon. Coming up next, a critically acclaimed award-winning Northwest Outdoor Report right here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Les Schwab Tires. Taking your safety seriously for over 70 years. CQ opener March 1st. We're only a few short days from the CQ Blackmouth opener, which opened with a bang last season. But rough weather and icy road conditions will probably slow things down this time around. Marine Area 5 and CQ will open on March 1st and run through April 30th. Last season, small orange red label herring behind a flasher with a ticket on the Seabees. And other boats scored fish on spoons and hoochies. But don't forget that the second Saturday in March also brings the Lingcodden Rockfish opener in Marine Area 4 just west of CQ. If you're out on the straits, don't forget CQ's only open for salmon and Nia Bay is only open for bottom fish on March 11th. You missed Brandon Mason's rundown of this fishery in the previous segment. Download the Seattle Sports 710 app and download the entire hour. WDFW canceled the Thursday Puget Sound Advisory Board meeting when additional test fishing data was expected to be presented and analyzed. However, with one of the key metrics at the 98th percentile, the data would have had to show a very serendipitous break to allow any more additional days. Likely the reason for the cancellation. Right now, our Marine Area 10 winter fishery is shackled by three closure metrics, namely total encounters, total sublegal encounters, and total unmarked encounters. This is the only fishery in our state by any user group to be managed in this fashion and has most Marine Area 10 anglers sitting on the beach asking why. Another Columbia River gillnet ban hits a legislative snag. A Washington Senate bill that would have banned the non-tribal commercial gillnetting of salmon in the main stem lower Columbia appeared doomed for this legislative session. Senate Bill 5297 needed to beat this week's policy cutoff, and a stripped-down version was on the table this afternoon after last meeting's Senate Agriculture and Parks Committee before the deadline. But in the end, no vote was even taken. The bill was enthusiastically sponsored by Kevin Vandeweg, who at last month's hearing said he'd never been a fan of gill nets, and given the tens of millions of dollars spent to try to save salmon, the fish should be harvested more selectively. It would have shifted gill netting impacts on ESA-listed stocks to conservation or mark-selected sport fisheries. However, this bill sadly lacked unified recreational fishery organizations' support, which ultimately contributed to its demise. 
WDFW shellfish managers have tentatively scheduled additional razor clam digging dates at Mokrox and Capalis beaches in March. Marine toxin levels on Long Beach and Twin Harbors are still too high for reopening, but WDFW is hopeful that the digging will return on one or both of those beaches before April. The evening digs are scheduled for alternate days starting on Friday, March 3rd at Mokrox, Capalis on March 4th, continuing that pattern through March 8th. Final approval of the remaining tentative openings in March is dependent on marine toxin test results, so stay tuned or hit the WDFW site and keep clam. <laughs> Good one, Joey. <laughs> 2023 Springer season's announced. Salmon managers from Washington, Oregon, on Wednesday approved spring Chinook fishing seasons on the Columbia River. Seasons expected to look similar to 2022. This year's forecast for upriver spring Chinook is nearly 200,000 fish, slightly more than the buck 85 that returned to the Columbia in 2022, and significantly higher than that 10 year average of 150,000 fish. Columbia Springers are now open through April 7th. Buoy 10 upstream to Beacon Rock, plus bank angling only from Beacon upstream to the Bonneville Dam deadline. April 1st through May 6th from Tower Island Power Lines upstream to the Washington Oregon line. Daily limit one hatchery Chinook, 12 inch minimum size. And guys, come on now. I'm 12 inch. Come on. Let's, let's, let's catch adults here, right? <laughs> This season's projected pre-season um, recreational fishing harvest for both upriver and lower river is just under 7,800 adult chinook, which is a slight increase over last year. Stay tuned for Eric Lindy's spring chinook preview in the next segment or catch a podcast on theoutdoorline.com. Each year, state, federal, and tribal fishery managers gather to plan the Northwest's recreational and commercial salmon fisheries. This salmon season setting process is known as North of Falcon, which refers, which refers to Northern Oregon's Cape Falcon, the southern border of active management for Washington salmon stocks. Once the salmon forecasts are finalized in February, WDFW and tribal governments release the initial salmon forecast for the Columbia River, Puget Sound, and Washington coast. This year's forecast meeting will be Friday, March 3rd, at the Lacey Community Center on Pacific Avenue South, Hit the North of Falcon page on the WDFW site for the Zoom webinar link. The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Les Schwab Tires. Find the best in tires, brakes, wheels, batteries, shocks, struts, and more at LesSchwab.com. Well, I say with no further ado, we just get the heck out of this segment so we can get Eric Lindy on. Talk Springers. Dude, one of my favorite people. I, I got, I've, been, I've known Eric for, gosh, longer than I care to admit, dude. Not a lot about the Columbia River that I didn't learn either from him or David Lee. Um, one of the absolute top sticks on the Columbia River. Uh, we get to hang out with them at Salmon Camp in, uh, you know, in Astoria in, in August. You know, one of our one of our you know wonderful trips. Oh, I and- go I go hang out with him every <laughs> evening. It's kind of I mean I've learned a ton from Eric. He is a very very fishy dude, and and uh, being able to go sit in his RV with him and and watch him tie up gear and go over you know just little tiny Dude, tricks that you would never and directions yeah, and speeds and bait sizes and all that stuff just absolutely plays into it and and, and what uh, a great guy I, I wish I, I wish you would have started coming up to Sitka with me when Eric was up there yeah because man we just we freaking there was so much information flow back and forth and 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 here's the the cool thing about the charter fleet. And this this isn't just about Sitka, and it's really not just about the Queen Charlotte. It's kind of about anywhere. There is a generational knowledge that these charter companies have built up over the years of their particular fishery. And then when you have a, a, a really good friend in the charter industry and you get 
some of those gems, some of those pearls of wisdom, you know, from those people, which is, again, also why I'm looking forward to the Queen Charlotte's this year with with our good friend Chad, Chad Ellison, PeregrineLodge.com, because all of those sticks, and you've seen it too, oh, in, yeah. in some of my herring oh, spins yeah. when I come yeah, back, yeah. because it's post-graduate Chinook studies. It is there. a huge part of, of becoming a, a better fisherman it is, is – Look, looking for those tips, and, and you meet these these great anglers. Man, you you got to pick their brain. If they allow you in, right, and yeah. you're allowed to crack their skull and, when, and get that information out, you got to you, you got to do it, man. You, you've got to expose. It'll make you a better angler. You have to expose yourself to experienced anglers. Yeah, maybe. I, well, maybe I, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> let, let me just get out of this segment right now. Let's talk to Eric. <laughs> Eric Lindy joining us next here in the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station seven ten. Seattle Sports app. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the RenaissanceMarineGroup.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. Welcome to the wheelhouse here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. Joey Pyburn to my left, Matt Nelson running the board. And on the phone, none other than one of my uh, favorite people. And uh, actually, when we first started the radio show, Joey, back in 09, so some 14 years ago, this was our first guest, none other than Eric Lindy of LindySportFishing.com and, of course, EasyMarine.com as well. Good morning, Eric Lindy. Morning, hey. buddy. Good morning, Tom and Joey. How are you? Thanks for having me on. You bet. you got to be excited about what's, uh, what's in our, our near future here with this Springer forecast. You know, I sit in the front or in my recliner in my front room and look at the Columbia River like I am right now, and it is dead glass and full Ooh. of fish. Oh, I'm hoping. I mean, I think it'll be good. Is I that, I, is I, it, are you sure it's not ice? Yeah. No, I'm, no, I can see it. It's just beautiful out there. It's been just a beat to a froth with the east wind for the oh, last three or four man. days, so it's kind of a change of scenery here. If there's a worse but, wind uh, than I an east wind. Sea lions, the sea lions, I could hear the sea lions out there yesterday, for, uh, and the only time I hear those is when the smelt are in the river, so I'm assuming we've got some smelt pushing up towards the sandy, but I'm not. I'm not positive of that. But. And, and I'm not heard, but I, I heard talk, though, of possibly there being a smelt season um, coming up here shortly. But the resurgence of the smelt or the, or, or the Ulicon draw a lot of fish into the river, particularly springers. And so, you know, looking at the forecast and kind of hearing about the the more positive ocean we have out front and all this stuff, let, you know, give us give us your give us your impression. What's, what's your crystal ball Springer fishing 2023, Eric Lindy? You know, the start of the season every year, I'm I'm really upbeat, ready to go. But uh, they've been catching some fish down here. I, I think that's going to be a decent year. Everything's kind of been trending up. You know, that last year's fall run was good, and uh, I could see this being good. Um, I, I hope I hope they're right. I mean, by by jack counts and any any measure that we have to use to figure it, you know, you kind of got to figure that it's got to improve. And uh, the numbers are are really good. I I would love to see that come to fruition be honest with you but they've been catching fish down here in the multnomah channel which is just an arm of the willamette river that runs from basically the st john's bridge to st helens and kind of cuts the corner off where it goes into the columbia there i know they've had uh, multiple fish days so far when i say that it's like you know between one and three fish in a given area and uh so so that's real promising for the latter part of february i mean we haven't got into march yet and it's just improved it's funny how we all just kind of sit around and, and we're like, oh, they got 
I heard a three yesterday. And, Dude, and you know, but, 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 but then it starts to build. And, you know, we may see some really, really good fishing here by, by mid-March. I mean, it could be really good. I, I, you know, it has been in the past when the runs are good. March has been great. I mean, uh, really good fishing. And the water conditions right now are so good. I mean, it's low and clear. I mean, it's, you know, it should be optimum conditions for catching them right now. So are they spinning herring uh, yeah. up there or are they, are they running prawns? What are they doing? The most, excuse me, the most uh, prevalent one will be herring. I'm sure there's some guys fishing prawns, but I think they fish herring in this colder water like this. Um, the, the prawns or the anchovies are gaining a little popularity down there too. So uh, under a helmet head. And I don't know what those guys are using there, but they're that right at Coon Island on the Multnomah Channel. There's a moorage right there, and those are guys are right there at daylight, and that seems to be a very good location to hold fish. They kind of hold in there. It, it shallows out from 30 feet down the channel into a big, you know, 14, 15-foot flat in there, and those fish just seem to hold on that flat. And so that's where they're getting them right in there. And and then uh, I haven't heard anything down around. I've heard rumor down at Kathlama, but nothing I can substantiate. So, But I'm sure that there's some fish being caught down river too well I, I was with dave lee a couple days ago when he received a phone call that he was hearing that there were a couple <laughs> fish caught down there that's pretty good i mean dude yeah you man, know no doubt if dave's getting a call you know that's probably solid information well and and like we didn't look at, at the dart page and see if one swam across bonneville yeah, you know we're still we're still, we're, looking we're, at one. we're still well we did you know but but it's so funny eric because you know that whole multnomah channel deal and, and and the willamette dumping down in there it, there's almost a cult of anglers that start fishing for these things on new year's day Right. And and they're just they want to be the first one, you know, like like the hostage pitcher. They're going to hold that fish up next to a newspaper or something like that. Hey, look, I got the first. Yeah. yeah. Well, did you see the story of the guy that caught the first one? Todd Finley, a guy down here, he caught it for a gentleman. The guy, the guy was in uh, had terminal cancer and it was just a phenomenal story. It was just unbelievable. And that guy caught the first one of the year this year. So oh, that's awesome. That was pretty neat. Yeah, and yeah, the first springer down here is a big deal. Yeah, and uh, if you get it on the barbecue, it, it, it's an even bigger, bigger deal. deal. I mean, yeah. the, it, well, and and I just got to keep reminding people that you know we 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 get to, we get to eat fish from Sitka and the Queen Charlotte's and British Columbia and coastal Washington and Puget Sound, and you know on Bowie Town, but dude, the spring Chinook are just they're, I mean, is it not the best Chinook you could possibly? Put on a put on a dinner table for folks. The only way I could even come close to explaining that to people is that I saw Tom Nelson eat a chunk of raw meat off the head of a fish that a sea lion took from us, and he ate the chunk of the raw meat right off the fish's head. So that's how good it is, folks. They they love it, dude. Well, what, what, they, I, they, sea lions eat them raw. Why can't we? I've been hearing about this <laughs> for whatever thirty years about these Columbia River Springers, and and the first time I. I actually went down there and, and fished for him, um, you know, was with Tom and Dave Lee uh, like three years ago. And I brought that fish home and I thought, come on, I've eaten so much salmon oh, yeah. in my life from Alaska, from everywhere. And that that is the best eating Chinook I've ever had. I mean, they are incredible. I can't say I've eaten them from everywhere, but I've eaten them from all over. And they're certainly at the top of our of our uh, list. That's for sure. Well, and, and part of it is it's a genetic predisposition that they they've eaten they've packed their lunch in the ocean, 
and they're not going to spawn until they get several hundred miles up the Columbia. And so when you get these, you get these snow bellies in that creek, their belly thicknesses are just massive. I mean, they've got their lunch pack they for do. a long and, journey. And the only thing to really liken it to, I guess, would be an upriver bright from Bowie Ten because they they eat phenomenally well like that as well. But yeah, a springer is just and summer chinook would be the closest analogy to them because gotcha. it's like they transit you. Those fish transit right out of springers. It's just a date on a calendar that makes one a springer yeah. or a well, summer they, fish. They right. have the same journey ahead of them, really. Yeah, for sure. they're, they're they're going a long ways. So when are you actually going to start uh, getting out there and chasing those suckers around? Well, you know, I've, we're kind of weather crippled down yeah. here right now. Nobody's been fishing because it's like it's 19 degrees in my house oh, right now, and man. I I'm in the banana belt next to the river here, so we never get snow or cold and. We had 10 inches of snow and 19 degrees. So uh, I'll start here probably the second week of March. Yeah. By, by the way, my schedule is running right now. We'll be out poking around second week of March. So, so let me throw this. Um, let, let, let me throw this at you. We, I'm looking at Snowtel right now, which is the current uh, snow water equivalent um, in all the mountains of Washington, and and we're looking at you know Central Columbia at 90 percent, Upper Yak at, at 96, Lower Columbia, excuse me, Lower uh, Lower Yakima at, at 85, Lower Columbia at 105. So we have a really good snowpack. All right, if we get a moderate increase in the temperatures, we're probably okay. But if we get kind of an early warm spring. That's going to challenge us with regard to our access to these fish. No question. No question. We want it all come off real slow and just orderly, you know, a storm here, storm there, then cools down. You know, the the temperature never goes up to 70 degrees at 6,000 feet for a week. You know, we we want, and big, heavy rainstorms, we want it just kind of slowly come off there. But, uh, you know, the, the Willamette will mud out, but typically the Columbia will never mud out. So we should be good through the seventh. And then we get punched into the Willamette and then we're kind of, we're kind of at the mercy of the weather at that point. But, uh, it, it, it can, uh, even fish pretty muddy, but boy, once it goes out, it's, it's over for a while. You got to wait for it to clean up. But you know, one of the things we can do though, if we do get a high flow, which, which given the snowpack, we have to prepare for the possibility. To me, preparing for that possibility is going to easymarine.com and getting set set up with a Columbia River rocker anchor and float and everything like that. So tell us about your line of products because, dude, if you're going to bring your boat down to the Columbia, you have to have an anchor and know how to use it. Well, it's it's a safe, it's not only is it a, a tool for fishing, it's a piece of safety equipment. Hundred percent. If your motor goes bad out there, you have any kind of a trouble, ropes get fouled in or anything, you need to be able to plant the hook and and work and we sell galvanized not painted silver but galvanized anchors uh that have been designed by Lou McMines who is uh he he started Easy Marine 30 33 years ago like in 1890 and uh anyway Lou developed these and he he didn't just weld three pieces of metal together and call it an anchor he kept monkeying with the lengths and the angles and the points and and to what we have now today, to what we're selling today, it's a great all-round anchor that works in everything from from uh, rocks to gravel. Um, just just works fantastic on the Columbia bottom. And then our anchor puller is kind of a proprietary piece of deal. It's a unique one. It's got a pulley in it. makes makes the rope uh, go through your shiv through the puller itself much easier. It keeps tension on the line the whole time you're pulling. 
so the buoy ball doesn't get in behind your boat and you have to push it out from behind the transom because it's getting sucked into the prop. It it just it, it it is just the most efficient way to get the job done. And we've uh, we've just kind of been the gold standard down here on the river for for anchor pullers. Without question, easymarine.com. You have to have an anchor going down there. And I just I had to check your math. Nineteen ninety was thirty three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was going to say 1980, but I'm always 10 to 12 years behind. So. <laughs> He's Eric Lindy. Go check out lindysportfishing.com. Dude, thanks for your time. I, I know today you're doing the media the media rounds today. You're doing a you're doing a, you're, are you working you uh, down at outdoor GPS with uh, with Orn? I, I yeah. am. I'm going to head over there right now. Right see on, if buddy. I can get through Portland. Well, give him give him our best. Okay, we we uh, he 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 does he does good work down there for sure. So tell yeah. tell tell I'll him. Be, how. All right, guys, I'll I'll do it. All right, buddy. All right, we'll see you on the water down there, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me on, you guys. Have thanks, a great day. Thanks, Eric. Talk to you soon. com. and of course the aforementioned EasyMarine.com. It, dude, anchoring is a fundamental seamanship skill. Well, I remember a couple of years we were down there and and uh, I think somebody ran out of gas and they, you know, the, it's ripping. The yeah. tide's going out and the they, only, they, they're going to crash into the bridge. Yeah. They had to anchor up. They kind of anchored up right in the run where everybody was fishing. But yeah, you got to be able to anchor. I mean, otherwise you, you have, you're at the mercy yeah, of the tide and, yeah, absolutely and the are. wind. Yeah. I remember that too. I remember that too. We're we're uh, we're down below the bridge on the Washington side. Yeah, yeah, and this and he was and he was headed for the bridge. Yeah, that's got that's a bad feeling right there, yep. dude. Yeah, and that's and, and again, man, safety equipment, safety equipment, safety equipment, and, and your anchor is one hundred percent safety equipment. We are actually going to be dropping that anchor though for some halibut in the straits. Yes, um, we're looking at a little more in a month, and we're able to get the get going for some halibut. So, all right, coming up next. The hottest report of the week and the techniques you need to succeed. It's Ray Robinson's Really? Where? And it's next here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. No way. you got to be kidding me. Really? Where? It's coming back from the island of Tinian Delay. Where'd you get him, man? No way. you, you got to tell me. I, I, I'm not going to tell anybody. Ocean Journey Red. Hey, man. Can you tell me where you got him? I'll never put on a life jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? It's time to step up to the number one Winnebago dealer in the entire Pacific Northwest, the all-new Roy Robinson RV Center in Smoky Point. You're going to find a complete selection of Class A's, Class B's, Super C's, travel trailers, fifth rulers, trailers, pop-ups, campers, and so very much more. Uh, a breath of spring can be found inside Roy Robinson RV. Seller can sign your RV with Roy Robinson RV.com. The Cowlitz is starting to kick out some some nice fish. Yeah, dude. Um, and, a, and a few more. Is, our, there, is there a piece of Cowlitz steelhead headed for your place right there now? There is. <laughs> our, our buddy Matt Chandler, Get Hooked Northwest, was down there yesterday with our good friend Chris Sherwood, and, and they lucked into a couple really nice fish. Chris got a 13-pound buck. Um, and I will be swinging by his house there you on the go. way home there to you grab go. a piece of that. It's taxation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Straight up. Yeah. Um, last few days for snow geese on the east side. If you're a, if you're a snow goose hunter and you want to get out and, and put a, a few more uh, of those filthy white birds in your freezer, that's happening. Uh, I talked to Dave Johnson yesterday, the trout whisperer. He's been out punishing the trout and some, you know, here's the thing. I, I know it's wintertime and it's cold, but. Uh, there's some really nice yeah. trout 
nice big fat trout. Dave's getting some some pigs. And then, you know, we still we have... May, we, we may have to have him on next week. We're, we're definitely going to get have Mark Uwas on next week because Mark kind of teased some announcement um, that, that the department is going to pop out sometime in March with, with regard to some lowland lake opportunities, that, new ones that are going to open up next month. Um, and then, obviously... CQ. Yeah. yeah. That's, 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 uh, that's, if you can get there. <laughs> that's going to be the challenge this year. Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, the, running out there on this forecast is not smart baseball. I, I mean, you, you know, and, and the problem is most people wouldn't even consider it, but, you, you know, in, in March, it's just, it's a challenge to make that run on the bottom and of the it's boat. Gonna, and it's going to be, a little dicey driving out there, yeah, towing a boat. So listen, just here's what driving I, here's, out there is one thing, but towing a big boat, you're I'm, asking for. Here's what I'm going to do here, here, for the listeners. All right, okay, okay. Here, okay. Uh, we have a buddy with a boat. Yes, there we do, <laughs> and a house. Yes, we and do. I am going to make the journey out there, and I'll go just, check it out. I'll go check it out. I'll <sighs> go do some scouting. Uh, we will probably launch Pete's boat and head out, and we're going to be looking for. We're going to hit the. We're going to hit the cracks right yeah, there, hit yeah, the caves absolutely. for a for a first light troll, and then we're going to go out and start looking for some elevated bait, yep. kind of like what look we for, did last look year. for the birds, and we ended up we ended up finding them up by pillar. Yep, you know, and then there was that mid water column bite was just ridiculous, but the weather was mellower last year. Too. I love that uh, that when you start seeing those bait balls yeah. elevated, and yep. you're in 200 yep. feet of water, and there's a bait ball at 80 and one at 120, and you can. Target, then then you know, like, okay, well, that's where the bait is. You just put your gear at that level, and chances are you're going to find fish. One of the few times that I remember the middle downrigger was doing work. Doing work, for sure. The middle downrigger was, was, was it was the hottest rod on the boat it's, there. It's always our elevated, yes. you know, bait, whatever right. we're running. It's always elevated because you're, you're always going to be a little... In the water and that was a brand that. new, brand new Black Islander and a brand new rod that to match it. And that rotten Kalen Fegley was the first one on to, mm-hmm. to land a fish on, and it was a nice fish too. Yeah, some of those elevated fish were really nice. Chinook. Well, we, that rotten kid will also be with us. Yeah, out there, I kind of so, figured. Yeah, yeah, we'll have a we'll have a good crew. Me and Pete and and Jeff Boggs and and Kalen. Go out there. And, might, as well and, throw, might as well throw Gogan in there. Well, too, and, and Gogan said he might <laughs> pop out there. So yeah. that's a, that's that that that'd be a boatload for Pete's boat. It would. No I know. You know. I I had to tell Kevin, like, hey man, you know, Listen, this is like an open boat. Yeah, it's not a, exposed to the elements. It's not a thirty footer with two heaters, dude. No. Yeah. And but he's not afraid. Nah, no, he's not. He's not of afraid of much of anything. But you know, so so right now, you know, the the challenge is the forecast and. Even though the boat, you know, Pete's boat's out there in CQ, you've still got some wind and some waves to contend with in 15 to 25. The, the, the wonderful thing about CQ, and we talked about it with Brandon Mason joining us first segment of this hour, is, is the fact that once you're at CQ, you don't have to go very far. Mm-hmm. You're just outside the breakwater, and, and you're you're into fish. You can stay just inside yep. the, the jaws, there yeah, and, and catch fish. And um, but Was it you, last year we were doing pretty good from – just right that inside drag. Yeah. 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 I mean, for we, sure. And, and the year that Ensley came out with us too, the opening day, just on that first Sandy break between, between um, Olson's Masons and slip point. Yeah. So, and, and dude, we got, it may have been a halibut. Remember that first one? Yes. It just ripped it off, grabbed our stuff and ran for, you know, I, that, that fish came off 
but it was impressive how much line was ran off that. We, we all thought it, was, you know, it might have been hell, but it could have been a big shit. I don't know. But it was. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the cool thing about going out there. And of course, you wait till a week from Saturday. So next Saturday is March fourth, obviously. Then the eleventh, you get lings. Which and you, I'm I'm almost more excited about the lings. I love fishing for those things. Oh, they're fun. they're so fun. So much fun. You know, and, and just yummy. They are yummy. Yeah. They are really yummy. And, and and so you get two a day out there, and there's no size restriction. You know, and and just. The fact that you know, hey, listen, we we did well last last year and got fish in the freezer and all that stuff, but you know that that same frozen fish doesn't taste what it tastes like when it's fresh, right? Mm-hmm. Just the fact you're getting some fresh seafood in is just you know, and 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 the day you catch them, those black rocks, you know, here here's the wonderful thing about halibut. It, halibut's great any time of year you cook it. There's just a number of number of things you can do with it. It's just going to be phenomenal. It's phenomenal frozen, but fresh. It is just absolutely amazing. Same with lings. You can freeze and vacuum pack lings. Black rockfish, on the other hand, has the most fun- fundamental change in its table quality from fresh to frozen. Yep. It does not hold that same. And it it has a wonderful, nutty, flaky, you know, when it's fresh, black rockfish is absolutely stunning. It's amazing. Oh, for sure. But it's almost a crime to freeze it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, he, you get seven of those things. It's like that's the perfect amount. If you get some nice yeah. big ones to have just, just a fry, throw fish fry, down baby, a big fish fry. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the fish fry. So, so last year we we go out to Pete's place and Kevin brings this big wok, right? I mean, and I when I say a big wok, this thing's three feet around, right? And he's got this jumble idea. I go, dude, I got a whole bunch of razor clams I got to do, and we. Bob Buchanan just went overboard on razor, and he gave us all these razor clams. We cooked the biggest batch. We couldn't eat them all. It was the first time I cooked a batch of razor clams, and we couldn't eat all of them. Well, we did we eventually tried. eat yes, them all. We, did. we put them in the fridge, and they ended up like going home with people. <laughs> they, <did. laughs> they probably didn't make the trip yeah. back to you know Everett or, yeah. or back to— I never really thought of razor clams as road food before, but they were that year. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. And and don't forget, you got a nice razor clam opportunity, too. If you can't make the whole, you know, the CQ drill, don't forget, you got you got uh, Mo Clips and Copalis starting, starting on the Friday. Third. Yeah, yeah, yep. Friday, Saturday, and then it alternates. So And, man, I hope we get—it'd be nice to get the, you know, Long Beach— um, you know, get get some of those yeah. southern beaches opened up a little bit closer yeah, to pretty, Westport. Right, pretty soon, you, you know, we'll we'll get a we'll get a break open in the uh, in, in in the Demoic acid and, yeah. and, and get an opportunity there. But a lot to look forward to in March. Uh, Springers on the Columbia, our, our our Marine Area Five opportunity, and and uh, you know, hopefully a lot more. Susie's Lakes warm up, dude. Pretty soon by the end of March, we're going to be talking about Kokanee. We're going to be talking about you know, hopefully we're going to be talking about. A fishery on the Skagit and Sock, and and I did get a email back from Noah um, this week, and and I think we're probably going to hear something this week with regard to the Skagit and Sock fishery. Yeah, it was nice to see the the conversation started yeah, there. I was just I was just glad to get an email back from Noah because yeah. you know when you when you when you reach out to WDFW, reach out to Noah, and, and you're asking them a thoughtful, honest question, and they don't get they don't get back to you. That's that's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So and that's something that we're going to have to address coming into North of Falcon this year. No question about it. If you missed any of the show, jump on MyNorthwest.com, download the uh, download the uh, Seattle Sports app, uh, or jump on MyNorthwest.com. You can get podcasts. Give Joey Pyburn a follow at 
Joey Pyburn at uh, on on Instagram at the Outdoor Line on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. For Matt Nelson, Joey Pyburn, I'm Tom Nelson. This has been the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station, seven ten, Seattle Sports app.